morning, everyone. Welcome to our weekly podcast, and Knowledge and Powers. As always with you is me, Kat, Anja Seo, then we have Kolaj. Dobrana, dobrana, dobrana. Good morning, everyone. And we have a guest today with us. Uh, I usually call him Jacob, but his name is Jakub. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Okay, doc. Mm, what kind of three random facts, fun facts, tidbits have you prepared for us, Kolaj? So we will start with the cotton candy. Can you guess who invented it? I'm not sure. I, I don't mean by name, but let's go for the profession. Who could have invented cotton candy? Cotton candy. No idea. I don't know. Probably some chemist. <laughs> a, a dentist. A what? Obviously. A dentist, yeah. I'm not sure why or whatsoever how he came across it, uh, but it was a dentist who invented cotton candy. Okay. And now, you know, they are saying that sweets are not good for your teeth. <laughs> well, no, that's why, why, teeth. that's why they have now a uh, lot of customers. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's the trick. Mm. Okay. The other tidbit I want to mention is uh, another myth, a common popular myth, and it's about the memory of a fish of a goldfish. <laughs> the three seconds memory? The three seconds memory, yep. Is Which is not actually true. Yeah, it's a myth. It's not even five minutes uh, or five seconds. It could be actually up to five months or even Ooh. more. So what they've done, the experiment is that you can teach a fish a trick. So like with feeding, you know, they will remember that when you're feeding them and specific, like specific positions. And what they've done is that they learned a trick that they've played a specific music. And when they played specific music, the feeding happened. And what they've done is that they did this several times. So they've created this behavior, mm -hmm. this habit, you know, this mm -hmm. memory. And then they stopped for five months and they returned after five months, played the music and the fish were again, hastily going for feeding. So. It's like the Pablo, the Pablo effect. Yeah, it is. It dogs. is, but it's still the memory. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is similar. It is exactly the same. You know, like with the bell. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, but this so is if not you fair. Have memory, now I now I cannot yeah. say that I have a memory of a goldfish. That's just not fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can still say it. You know, you can still yeah. use it as as a parable or uh, idiom, but it's not true. You know? yeah, everyone will understand. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know, Kolaj, how the, the myth came to be? Uh, I don't, I haven't been, I haven't been chasing it, but I think it will be mm -hmm. just, you know, a myth like the usual ones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a random person says something yeah. and suddenly it's there you go. official. Yeah. The third fact is a bit related to the environment we are living in currently and global warming and stuff like that. Which of these engines came first, electric or gas engine? I think at the same time. Same time. Or roughly electric, the same time. Rough, yeah, roughly the same time, true. Uh, the electric was first by about 50 years. Oh, okay. So electric engines were already patented and mm -hmm. already tested and being in production when gas engines came about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I can I can add one fun fact on top of this oh. <laughs> because I, I was listening to interesting podcasts 
why we didn't have uh, electric cars sooner or you know why it wasn't such a big thing sooner uh, and they explained that especially especially at the time uh, the the main buying force for the cars were men obviously because you know they had the money uh, and uh, the marketing companies for the for the bus engine cars decided to market the bus engine cars as a you know, the manly version of the car because there is all this smoke and and smell and oil you know grease uh, so <laughs> so they they marketed this as a as a very very manly manly thing and you know the electric was for ladies because it was quiet and <laughs> Can you imagine true, husband you know, is coming home it. and I, I will put grease on him like be manly. <laughs> and just that, but I don't know how they made a connection between quiet engine and a woman. <laughs> well, cats can explain that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, dog. Uh, we have a guest today. And the question is, why do we have a guest today? So it's again to continue with our talks uh, of the project management things. Um, and today's topic will be storming, brainstorming, ideations, whatever we want to name it. It just keeps changing the name uh, all the time. And my very first encounter about like brainstorming, I still remember it when <laughs> Jakub said, but it's not just brainstorming. It's supposed to be like storming. There are other types of storming that you can do. And I was like, what do you mean there are other? I only thought there is just one. <laughs> so my mind just blown away. Like, like, what do you mean? And then he started explaining to me. And it's like a new world just open in front of my eyes. So let's just maybe uh, even start like, what it is, or is there any correct name for it that we can call it? Mm, <laughs> I don't know if, if there is like correct, correct name. Uh, I usually call it uh, ideation. Uh, and yeah, it, it's exactly as, as you mentioned, uh, usually people think that brainstorming and ideation is the same thing. It's, you know, like genes, everyone calls all the, <laughs> all the I don't know how it's even called in, in general terms, but, you know, genes is a uh, name of a brand or a company and suddenly it became uh, uh, like a common name for, for the whole, whole pack of things. Uh, and it's very similar with uh, with the brainstorming. So it's like a quintessential ideation technique, and it's, it came over, <laughs> and and suddenly everyone is in, uh, using it uh, interchangeably. Uh, but uh, ideation in, in general is a like a technique or or exercise which you can use to generate many many ideas. So ideas ideation <laughs> i think that it's it's pretty clear how it's called uh, that way uh and yeah there, there is like i'm I, I don't even want to estimate how many ideation techniques you can have it's it's probably dozens or even even hundreds and uh, very often you can combine multiple uh, of, of the of the techniques and you can change them as you want as you see fit uh you know, uh, usually I don't like to to follow 
exact specific uh, instructions for the technique. I, I try to to make it uh, work for the specific occasion, for the specific people I am working with, working with at the time. So yeah, brainstorming is is just one of one of the one of the techniques. Uh, and what I think is it's very valuable. Uh, on the ideation technique is that usually when you are facing some problem or you want to come up with with new idea, uh, you kind of get stuck, you know, in your own mind, you know, in in your own biases and so on. And you know, you have just this tunnel vision and look at the problem from one perspective. Uh, but ideation can help you to kind of bypass this or get get uh, over it. And uh, since usually it involves bigger group of people, um, you have more ideas coming from you know different people from different backgrounds, uh, different experiences, and and so on. So that's probably the main reason why why usually you do it in bigger groups. Uh, you can do it also alone <laughs> if you want, but. I, I don't think it uh, works very well and uh, it, it's so useful. How do you get about it? I guess that since you're talking about groups, mm -hmm. put people into one room, you say like, this is the problem, solve it um, and talk about it. Yeah, well, it, it really depends on, on the specific te technique, uh, obviously, but um, we can we can discuss some commonalities uh, within the techniques and something that is usually the same. Uh, so, in general, I would I would uh, suggest that you should start with some kind of icebreaker for you know for for the people. Uh, very often, you do it with people who are who know very well each other, and you know they might be friends and, and so on, but. Uh, uh, it can be also a group of people who never met before. Uh, you know, when, when you, know, you are working on project and you get all the stakeholders from different countries and different teams uh, into one room and uh, you want uh, them to work together. They never, probably never meet before. Uh, so you want them to loosen up a bit since you are expecting some kind of creativity from them and sharing ideas with the rest of the group. So it's very Maybe important. Yeah, sorry, mm -hmm. maybe to jump in. How mm -hmm. do you pick those people? Like, do you pick the best introverts or best extroverts or <laughs> what? Uh, I think it's, it's very important to have a divergent uh, group of people. So uh, you pick people who have uh, probably different roles within the company, who, who have a different gender, for example, different experiences, different age, and so on. So if you picked all developers, uh, 20 years old, male, they would probably, you know, generate very similar ideas. Uh, so you want to have a divergent group of people. Usually I would say up to seven, seven people at the most because then it gets out of the control and uh, it's very hard to uh, to moderate it and to uh, get everyone involved. Should they be connected somehow to the project or to the topic you are solving? Not, not, not necessarily. I mean, it can help uh, in some ways because people are aware of the 
limitations. You can have uh, all the you know bureaucratic processes on on the ground, but uh, this knowledge, on the other hand, can uh, can limit uh, you know the creation of ideas. So you don't you don't even open your mouth and you throw it away because you think okay this this will never uh, be agreed in our company. It's it's uh, too bold or it's too different, and they don't even mention it. Uh, so I think it's important to to have uh, some people who are kind of familiar or involved in the in the project or in the problem you are trying to solve uh, and also some outsiders not necessarily you know like you pe you pick random people from the street but uh, maybe colleague from uh, from a completely different department who maybe doesn't even know what are you doing actually and across of these um ideation brainstorming storming whatever we want to call it mm -hmm. Is it is it valid for all of them? The rule that uh, you are not focusing on the quality but quantity. That mm -hmm. whatever it, mm -hmm. that yeah, rule yeah. is valid across of all of those ideations. Yeah, whatever yeah, definitely. I th I think this is one of the most important uh, rules that you yeah you you are trying to generate as many ideas as, as possible you don't evaluate the the quality or feasibility or whatever of the idea at the spot uh, and this is because um, once you start uh, looking at the ideas critically uh, first of all you know like when i come up with idea and you criticize it right away i don't have a, such a motivation to to bring new ideas mm -hmm. on the table uh, especially when i'm you know shy person and i took all the courage just to to say say something out loud and i'm criticized right away <laughs> uh, so it can hold the hold the ideation process and second thing is that even though your idea doesn't have to be uh, good or possible <laughs> it can by association trigger new ideas within someone else because you make me think about something and i change it a little bit to to make it suddenly much better idea so you don't want to stop anything any ideation during the exercise you, you don't want to halt it the evaluation happens at the at the end you know once everything is done you wrap up and you collect the ideas then then you can evaluate the the ideas and pick the best one or the most you know suitable for for your needs so how does such an ideation even look like so yeah uh, as Kalanach mentioned previously usually you, you bring some people into into one room uh, i think it's good to have a room because uh, there is privacy you don't want to have it in open space where you know everyone can uh, hear you and uh, and distract you and you know interfere so you bring them into one room then you explain you know what are we trying to do here we are trying to solve this problem or we are trying to uh, came up with uh, new uh, innovative uh, tool or you no know, we are trying to brainstorm a logo for our company whatever so you like clearly define the the objective or the problem you are trying to solve then you explain the rules uh, for the specific technique 
so this needs to be very very clear uh, uh, especially the the rule i mentioned a second ago about not criticizing the ideas i think i, I never never had ideation when when somebody somebody didn't do this you know like it, it's very uh, it, it's very <laughs> natural for us to try to evaluate right away so this needs to be like really really clear for the people so that they know what are they expected to do what are the rules uh, which need to be followed what is the time schedule for for the session then you start with exercise uh, or you can start with, uh, with the ice breaking uh, i mentioned to, to loosen up the people but then you go to the exercise you perform it you collect all the ideas nowadays you don't know you just take photo of, of the table or of the of the wall with uh, with the stickies uh, or whatever and uh, then you evaluate, uh, evaluate it uh, some people like to do like a voting session at the end uh, I think this is most common in um, design thinking practices. And uh, what you do there is that you give people some amount of votes and then they put like a mark or sticker or something next to the ideas they like. Uh, and you know the idea with the most I, uh, with the most votes is is the winner. Uh, however, I don't think this is usually a good idea. Uh, I think uh, it's kind of counterproductive. Uh, because from my experience, when, when you do this, the, the most common average idea wins like almost every single time. Uh, you know, when, when you are trying to come up with some, something new, uh, something bold, you don't want like a huge group of people to, to mitigate towards average uh, average result. For Basically, example, you mm -hmm. need some, you need a Steve Jobs in in there who comes yeah, yeah, with the yeah. crazy idea and he said and we're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, they do the dirty job for you and then you take the professional who <laughs> should be responsible for for you know deciding uh, which idea is the best uh, or not necessarily best. It, it doesn't have to be. You know the best idea necessarily maybe the most viable but i think it should be someone who actually understands the context and and can do the decision i can't really imagine when elon musk uh, was thinking about you know what new crazy idea he should follow up <laughs> Uh, I can't imagine him having an ideation session with with a lot of people, and you know, if if they voted for the best company to start next, I don't think he would start SpaceX, for example. At the moment, nobody would vote for, yeah, let's create spaceships for common people. I mean, I don't think anyone would vote for that. Uh, so if you if you give the power to to the crowd in the, uh, in this scenario, it usually goes with the, you know the most common result we can't even talk about steve jobs or or elon musk because these are the two the, individuals where you would say yeah. where you would say the the line between fool and genius is so thin that mm -hmm. you know and and elon musk is a storyteller who 
has an idea and is capable to convince investor to invest. So it's mm -hmm. not even mm -hmm. like I'm gonna have a brainstorming. No, he knows what he wants and he finds the <laughs> investor. And then Steve sure. Jobs, like ever since you look at the company since he died, they didn't invent anything so crazy, so new, so innovative. It's like they are scared, but he was the genius that when he said, I want a pocket iPod, then they create pocket iPod, you know, and everyone was mm -hmm. like blown away, like, wow. Mm -hmm. So I, I, we can't even talk about that. They are like, that's a different yeah, yeah. league, these two. That's a different <laughs> league of, <laughs> of that. But let's just go a little bit step back. Mm -hmm. And uh, you were saying there are some rules. You mentioned one rule, and the rule was you cannot criticize. Like, it's really about any idea goes up. Mm -hmm. And what other rules are there when you do the ideation sessions? To to reiterate, so yeah, don't don't criticize. Probably the the most common and most broken <laughs> uh, rule. Uh, second rule is uh, we are trying to to get quantity over quality. Uh, we kind of mentioned this also. Uh, so. Yeah, you can even mention, you can even say totally crazy ideas. As I mentioned, it can maybe if it's it's totally ridiculous, it can still uh, bring up new idea in someone else who which will be actually you know uh, very good. So yeah, go for crazy ideas. Uh, it, it's it's very creative. Um, Another thing is that you are trying to look at at the issue with mindset. In, yes and you know compared mm -hmm. to no 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 this is stupid <laughs> let's not do it so you are trying to build on the on the previously mentioned ideas not every single idea you bring on the table has to be completely uh, different or you know new it can be quite similar to something that's already on there but you know you put a bit of twist on it Another rule I would say is that try to get rid of all the distractions. So nowadays, you know, everyone has one of these <laughs> in the pocket uh, or on the table. And uh, I think it's, it's very good to agree with everyone in the room. Let's put this away, you know, maybe in the box or out of the room, ideally. Those so, who are listening to us, Jakub was referring to mobile phone. Uh, he, he showed yeah, yeah. the mobile phone, he didn't say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, or, you know, even notebooks. Uh, very often I, I saw people bringing laptops into the ideation session and, you know, I have I have a very important meeting mm -hmm. uh, and I have to reply to emails. Now I try to get rid of all the distractions. Mm -hmm. And I would say last rule is try to keep, uh, keep track of the time uh, mm -hmm. because maybe it doesn't look like it, but it can get very exhausting. You know, like if you think about <laughs> new things for uh, half an hour, I think it, it's, it's very stressing on the mind. So you should have like fixed time for the, for the whole session and keep, keep to it. I mean, even, even though, uh, people might be able to continue for some time. You no, know, just cut it 
you had 10 minutes for, for this session. I mean, usually uh, still the, the ideas uh, don't go up in quality, you know, after, mm -hmm. <laughs> after several minutes, then it's just struggling and everyone is trying to come up some, with something new. But uh, I don't think there is much value in continuing, you know, after, let's say, 10 minutes of, of, uh, of the exercise. So, so what have is a timer the... in the room and, and follow it. What is the recommended time to run, uh, run ideation session? Um, this would be very different for, you know, different techniques. Uh, I, I don't think I can answer that in, in, in general. But can it be even like three hours long? No, 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 definitely not. I mean, you can, you can have like several sessions of different exercises, okay. you know, stuck to each other, but then you have to put some breaks between it, uh, to, to freshen up, maybe again, put some icebreaker in the middle of, of their exercises because it gets really exhausting really fast mm -hmm. uh you know you both of you have a have a lot of experience with um, design thinking uh, sessions which sometimes take a week <laughs> and it's like totally total killer so introverts, yes. for us extroverts no <laughs> yeah 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 but <laughs> Maybe not for you, but uh, usually, you know, after hours and hours of, of thinking and interacting with, with a lot of different people, I'm super exhausted. And mainly, mainly for the moderator, it, it gets very exhausted because even though he's maybe not necessarily contributing to the, to the ideas, uh, but he... Is there looking uh, at the session and trying to get everyone in line? So it, it, it's it's very very difficult. I think also you, both of you have a experience with moderating uh, these these kind of sessions, so you know what I'm talking about. So when you say moderator, mm -hmm. uh, do so maybe a couple of questions. Do you need to have one? And if yes, what is his or her responsibility? I would say that generally, yes, you, you need someone who, who is moderating the whole thing. If you try to distribute the, the, the responsibilities of moderator within the group, then it can gets chaotic and messy. And if you uh, tell to one specific person within the group, you should do all of this, then he's already moderator. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it's very important to have one. I think it's also important to not to get involved much. Uh, he can get involved a bit, but, uh, you know, like get a bit of distance from, from the rest of the group and uh, the responsibilities. So, uh, it's actually it's actually very very different uh, and difficult role to to follow up. Obviously, moderator has to keep track of the rules, you know, to make sure that everyone is following them, that they are clear, that everyone understands. As I mentioned in the beginning, you explain what is going to happen and how and in what time frame time frame and so on. So moderator is the one who explains all of it. He also um, organizes everything necessarily. So you know, the room in which you will be, he brings the sticky notes or the whiteboard or the table or whatever, uh, preferably some snack. <laughs> I think it's, it's very good when he brings some snacks uh, into the room. 
he, he keeps track of the time uh, to make sure that you know it's followed. Uh, but I think that the most important role uh, is to to make sure that everyone is involved, that everyone feels uh, welcomed, good during the session. You know, since you have uh, different personalities within the group, you have extroverts and introverts. Extroverts tend to uh, be more uh, forward <laughs> during the session. And uh, if they just shout the ideas all the time, then it's hard. I don't know what you are talking about. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's 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 very easy for extrovert to to uh, trample the the introverts, and they don't say anything during this, the whole session because you know, like this person is constantly speaking. So why should I bother? I'm comfortable with <laughs> with being quiet. So, so the the moderator is trying to to find balance, calm a bit the, I don't want to generalize like extroverted people, but, but people who are, who, who are more active and engaged, uh, you want to calm them down a bit, not to shut them because mm-hmm. um, you don't want to, to do that, but uh, to create space for other people to bring their ideas as well. And this is very, I mean, this is very hard, difficult to put into some general, you know, framework, how to do this. Usually you have to kind of get the vibe of the the group you are working with. Maybe even during the the icebreaker, you already can see, you know, like this person behaves like this and this, this person like this. Uh, And you need to adjust on the go. For the for the circumstances, usually when I'm moderating such a session, um, and I see that uh, some people are getting less involved than others, I try to like pick them up from the crowd. You know, I just uh, call them by by their name and ask them regularly like do you have any ideas we can take turns you know it doesn't have to be like random shooting but uh, we can go in a circle and everyone will say one idea obviously you don't want to people to force to to say something if they don't have a, any idea at the moment that's completely fine i mean it needs to be clear that you are not failing <laughs> if you don't have anything to to contribute at the moment you can have a new idea in a minute or into uh so so i uh, sometimes i pick specific people from the crowd and ask them directly sometimes when when the the session uh it's it's getting slower you know the the ideas stop coming and we still have time uh, then i try to steer the pot a little bit by either bringing idea of my own uh, usually like very uh out of the box, crazy idea. I, I don't think about you know if if it's any uh, if it's uh, actually good, but something totally crazy. This is the part where where I get actually involved into the brainstorming session. Uh, I mentioned one of one or two ideas of my own, and uh, very often it triggers you know another round of ideas from from the from the rest. Or what can you do uh, is try to to put a different perspective on on the problem you are trying to solve. You know, because if you have a clear clear problem defined, you can say, okay, but let's let's think about it from the perspective of I don't know elderly person. 
like mm-hmm. a retired person, how would they look at this problem? And so, is it is it the job of a moderator also afterwards to somehow summarize or create maybe meeting minutes and then share it with the person who asked the moderator to do the storming session, the ideation? Like, mm-hmm. like how do you sort of, you know, what's the end of it? Uh, yeah, well, very often uh, either project manager tends to do this moderator thing or designer mm-hmm. of the team. Uh, so, so very often they are the person who wants it's this brainstorming to happen, and they they are already there. I know the results. If uh, you are asked by someone, please do this brainstorming or ideation session for me. Then yeah, you you need to arch- archive everything. Um, maybe ideally digitize it in in a, some way so that it's easier to work with it. Uh, and uh, I think it's also important to like keep everyone involved, uh, informed to some extent. You know, you don't just want to thank them, thank you for being here, bye, and they will never hear ab- again about you know which idea was picked mm-hmm. or how it was handled. Uh, so I think it's it's very good to to communicate to them the results afterwards. So that they know that they actually contributed in in some way, and maybe their idea was the one which will mm-hmm. change the the company or the world. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about like putting people into the room, bringing mm-hmm. them together, talking, and post it and everything like that. That sounds a lot like face to face. Is there a virtual <laughs> possibility, like variant where we meet virtually? Uh, well, yeah, there is always possibility to do it online, especially you know during the last two, two and a half year, <laughs> uh, everything has tendency to to go online. But I have to say that uh, if it's possible to do something like this in person, do it in person. Like do everything in your power to to make it happen face to face. Many of the the rules I mentioned before, like get rid of the distractions. Uh, you know, for example, it's much harder to follow when you are online. You, I mean, let's face it. You know how the all the meetings, <laughs> uh, online meetings work. You know, oh, every here is meeting. a thing from a colleague. I need to answer that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are already on the distraction device <laughs> when you are when you are doing it online. Uh, usually there is always one colleague who who uh, tells you, oh, sorry, the, the carrier is here. I need to go answer and <laughs> pick something up. Uh, so it's like extremely hard to to get rid of the of the distractions, first of all. Second of all, it's, it's very hard to for the moderator to uh, empathize with the the participants. You know, as I mentioned, you want to get the feel of the room and uh, understand a bit the, how the people work there. And it, it's much harder to do when you are just looking at the screen. In this instance, we are looking, at least you have the, the cameras on, but you know, very often people even shut down the camera because they are in their pajamas or, or you know, uh, they just woke up or are lying in the bed. 
so so it's very hard to to get feel of the room uh, this way. It would be nice if my company would pay to all of us like uh, plane tickets that we could meet. That's the problem when you are part of the global team like I uh -huh, am. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But I have in my team two colleagues who are like amazing in ideation and they know all of the different methodologies for ideation. And lately um, they helped me with one of my programs and they did a scamper. Have you ever heard of that one? Scamper, yeah, yeah, I heard about it, but never, never tried it. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna scamper is basically an abbreviation for each letter. So I'm now I'm gonna look uh, right just so I can say what it stands for. So it's a substitute, combine, adapt, modified, put to another use, eliminate, and reverse. And in the global environment, so we did a, we use a tool, um, and we use the virtual stickers. And actually, I think this is the, I don't want to say strong moderator, but really someone who understands and knows what he or she wants to retrieve out of the ideation is also capable to motivate uh, the group of people and really guide them through each steps, what they need to do. So they really don't feel uh, distracted. And that what happened in, in my case, that my moderators really were also help. I had two moderators. so the, uh, really one helping to another to steer the keep ongoing putting the stickers in etc until we went through the whole circle mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. being on online it of course requires maturity level and being professional uh, uh, it requires strong moderators who are capable to steer the communication mm -hmm. and 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 the engagement and everything but it's absolutely doable. And like you mentioned, we were almost three years in this sort of COVID situation thing. So it also taught us lots of other activities or to do things differently, think differently. So I wouldn't, uh, um, not always it's possible to say, let's go face to face. I wish mm -hmm. that the company would pay me play tickets, but <laughs> that's not going <laughs> to happen. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, that that's why I said it's, it's much, much harder, you know, it's not impossible. And as you mentioned, you need major people, not just moderators, but also the participants mm -hmm. to, to, to follow up with, uh, with everything that's expected. Mm -hmm. So it's doable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I. I really, really recommend to do it in person if if that's possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't expect company to pay for the tickets to go for a one-hour ideation session <laughs> to other side of the uh, of the world, obviously. Uh, but you know, if you can connect it with other activities, with uh, team building activities, with uh, maybe strategic meetings and and so on then it's it's better to to try to fit it within a bigger agenda and, and to do it in person. So I think we've covered the basics of the ideation. Do you have any recommendation yet for us when it comes to this? Recommendations follow the rules, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I am not a fan of the rules, but in, in this case, uh, I think the... Uh, the the rules help the creativity you know uh, the, the limitations any, help you is there any book portal provider 
who would you recommend to follow to know more about the ideations? I'm not actually familiar with any book which would be specifically oriented on, on ideation, uh, although there, there might be, obviously. Uh, I think good introductions is usually uh, some of the design thinking toolkits. Google has one on, on their web. Uh, I think IDEO is, is pretty famous for, for design thinking. So there is a lot of them on, on the internet. Uh, you can just look for design thinking and it contains a lot of, lot of ideation practices and exercises. With that said, I'm going to say Sugahashasmida. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thank you. This podcast represents our own opinions, experience, and our own ideas. We do not represent any official statement from our employers, and this is not their official channel representing the company.